Good afternoon, all you travelers on the road. We have an album for you by Traveler called Traveler. And welcome to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. And I am Tracy Newport. And with me today is the usual maestro of madness, Mr. Ben Lindsay. How are you doing today, Ben? I am doing wonderful traveling down this road we call life. Enjoying the <laughs> metal speed bumps along the way. So, today we are doing Traveler's Traveler, if you haven't caught that yet. Um, it's an album out this year, came out March, April, sometime around then. It has been a favorite of mine since I've heard it, and don't want to give away the whole shed and house before we even get started recording on this thing. So, <laughs> uh, it was my pick on this album. And I picked this one. I'm trying to finally find an album that Mr. Lindsay likes out of this year. And this is the album I've probably been beating the drum for a while that brought it up. That kind of, for me, started noticing it. The trend that this old is new again style metal is coming around. And I mentioned it. I don't know if I mentioned it in a haunt on the album with uh, Halloween when we had our guest on there. But you see this style coming around with Traveler, Iron Griffin, Hellfire, Haunt, and these bands <coughs> that um, are taking a more new wave of British heavy metal approach from their late 70s or 80s again. And with that, I will hand it off to Mr. Lindsay and ask him what he thinks of this album before i tell you what i think uh just let me run down a few things traveler is jp abood on vocals matt reese on guitar touring shedlick on guitar as well dave arnold on bass and chad rallier on drums they are out of canada I'm not sure exactly where in canada but they are a, a canadian outfit and this as tracy said is their first full album uh, they did have a three-piece part demo that came out last year and i think we're on a split ep with somebody but anyway these guys aren't very well known just to add in i think spotify has their monthly listeners sitting at right now 3978 oh wow i didn't know that and they are all also in a couple other bands like jp abood is vocalist in another band matt reese i believe is also a guitarist in a few other bands um so they are part of the canadian metal scene which uh, judging from this is probably fairly retro but very good mm-hmm. um i'm going to steal part of your thunder and then i'm going to say the first track on this album starbreaker i fucking loved it was the best judas priest song <laughs> not done by judas priest it was fantastic <sighs> it it warns my soul to hear that some justification to me beating this drum at least <laughs> some i don't know yet get your full thoughts on the album from there, I thought it took a precipitous downturn. Um, if I were going to come up with a shorthand for people to think about what they sound like, it is early Iron Maiden with um, Joey Belladonna singing. Interesting. I can uh, see it. Interesting. And, I mean, I liked it. Um, the the galloping retro guitars, the, the allusions to the new wave of British heavy metal that Tracy already mentioned. Um, a vocalist who is good, but not quite to the level of guys like Halford and um, Dickinson or, oh shit, I forget the dude that we talked about when we talked about Halloween. You I know, don't remember his name either. Matt Kitsky. And 
all those guys. I mean, Belladonna was not a terrible vocalist, especially in the early days of Anthrax. He just wasn't quite what they were. And that's what I would say about J.P. Abood, a very solid vocalist, Mm -hmm. especially for this style of music, just not quite at that um, air raid siren level. Okay. I'll agree with you on that, on the vocal aspects of it, in that he's very much a very serviceable and even quality vocalist. You're not seeming like he doesn't seem like he's trying to rip his vocal cords out trying to hit some of these notes and he does have kind of more of that you see him bounce around from kind of the grittier sounds occasionally into a much more higher pitch right and i agree he's very much belladonna in that sense off their earlier stuff and i never really put it together until you said something about it that's the benefit mm-hmm. of being an old head as i've heard a lot of things <laughs> so um I guess, what did you like about this album? Um, really, I just liked how it didn't feel like they were imitating, but that this is what they actually sound like. And that they, you can tell that they have an obvious love for this sound and the style. And we're, I'm sure that they are mostly smiling, you know, or really into it when they are playing it live. Um, mm-hmm. It's enjoyable metal. Yeah. And so I really liked that aspect of it. Okay. I'll agree. And I definitely enjoy on this album that you don't get this overly fraught out, like technical sound from these guys. Like you can kind of see these are dudes who fell love the genre so much that I think if you were to put them in a show and having 30 people in it, they'd fucking enjoy it. Play it to their heart's content. I think these dudes seem like they'd probably be happy just playing in a garage together, this style and just playing together. And they seem to have several like they show their reverence for the older style and not quite not imitation, but they do show that they have a very deep understanding of like their the early guard of metal and like the new wave of British heavy metal and that sound as none of their songs I feel like are this over the top that you see nowadays and some deep thought meaning and it's like they're just out there playing and fitting stuff together and going at it yeah i mean it was a very um and once again i'll, I'll use the term retro um but it was like star is about some alien coming to earth to destroy the planet um speed machines is about street racing as best i could tell whether that's and street what, or speed queen and street machine yeah yeah both of them um so in that way it also felt like in some ways, I mean, Judas Priest has some songs about that, but it also kind of hadn't been from the subject matter other than like the aliens coming to kill us because that was totally Judas Priest. Um, <laughs> but it also kind of felt a little bit of like Motley Crue or some of those early hair metal acts where it's, you know, street living, street racing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but not done in that style. I think I kind of now just think about it, kind of put together their kind of in the vein man of war without the power aspects behind them or the fantasy elements and yeah. actually i don't i don't think man of war fits them very well at all to be you honest don't? no um no just because man of war is, is louder than this and <laughs> much more verbose and boastful True. and you know very the the very few Man of War songs that I can think of that aren't heavily involved in like the power metal fantasy aspects are about the band themselves, you know, and like how cool they are and how much they've traveled and all the fans they have in various places throughout the world. So no, no, I don't I don't think so. Now I could see them maybe morphing into that, but right now I wouldn't compare them at all. 
Okay. One thing I think I enjoy about this is the production values on it in a weird way because it doesn't have this overly produced sound to it. Like it does kind of have like a little bit of grit and dirt into their production. Like I could see these guys having a very similar experience to like Metallica did with Kill 'Em All or Black Sabbath did with their first couple albums in which they had 24 hours in a recording studio. Yeah. Go have fun. Or they did this at home themselves. Yeah, because this is not even on a major label. Yeah. So. And I found out about this band through Reddit, in which they were ranked number one for the first quarter and the second and the first half of Reddit in the number one album. At which, being Reddit, they have a tendency to be mm, elitist, especially when it comes to death metal and black metal. Like they're elitist death metal heads and black metal heads, and so. I had some trepidation listening to this one when I before I heard it because I figured it'd be something along those lines and colored me fucking shocked when I heard it and I was like oh shit and but I do agree and that it is a well, we'll hold that thought for later but yeah for those keeping home it's uh, keeping track at home this is on Gates of Hell Records out of Canada so so yeah these guys are tried and true I wouldn't be surprised if they get a major record label soon maybe I mean I could I could definitely if I was nuclear blast or um one of those you know metal militia i don't even know if they're still around but one of those level of labels i would definitely look into signing them if you were looking to to get a awesome faithful rendition of new wave of british heavy metal act to your stable and like i would almost say like it's these guys were refreshing and what seems to have become like that the genre at times is getting has gotten so splintered throughout the years in that everything has become so like I was talking to somebody at work and I'm like, there's all these genres within metal in itself that you can just go down one genre and be stuck there for months, just trying to figure everything out and listen to it. And these guys harken back to a simpler time to where they just play pure, really pure classic heavy metal and not then too over, too overcomplicated in the aspects of that. Yeah. And I think that's one thing I really like about these guys is that it is pure classic metal. That is a um, true statement, I would say. All righty. Well, is there anything on this album that you disliked or? Quite a bit. Um, Quite a bit. I, I, I say disliked, um, you know, like I said, uh, after the opening track, the only other album titles that i really liked were behind the iron and fallen heroes mm-hmm. mindless space was okay but i didn't really care much for street machines didn't really like speed queen up to you konama konamized no uh, uh i i got what they were doing but man after that that album opener i was so hyped and the rest of the album was kind of a, a letdown i will agree with you starbreaker is definitely the fucking star on this album and the album does dip down after that, but I don't think I hate or hates wrong word. I don't think I think it's as large a step down as you as you think the rest of the album is. And probably doesn't hurt that I think Street Machines is the worst track on the album. So to follow up the best track on the album with the worst track on the album. Yeah, and which I definitely agree that the album does fall in quality because that makes it sound like I just recorded on like an eight track. Um, but it does take a few steps down after Starbreaker. I mean, the opening for Starbreaker and just the beginning of it just pulls you in and you're fucking hooked. I feel like Starbreaker warrants enough 
quality that whoever you are, you listen to this, you're going to listen to the rest of the 38-minute long album, regardless of where it is. And I feel like Ben came away a few little bit disappointed on this aspect of it because it didn't ever attain the quality from Starbreaker. That's a fair statement. I mean, no, I think it's worth listening to. I mean, I didn't hate it or anything. I just yeah. – uh, I had such high hopes after the opening track that, uh, you know, they let you uh, down. They did uh, let me down a little bit. And not that it should matter too much whether they let me down or not, but I did feel um, that the potential that I saw or heard in the band with Starbreaker was not met on any of the other tracks. Agreed. But it does give high hopes for the future for these guys because you see what the hell, I don't want to say the ceiling, but you see what uh, they can do. In probably, I don't want to say a short period of time, but you can see with limited resources what they're able to do. And dude, if they're like the next 10 years, they release nine albums and every one of them has a, a track on it as good as Starbreaker, I would consider that a, a successful recording career because that's how good Starbreaker is. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Hell, I'd even take probably Fallen Heroes across a couple albums. Like, um, I feel. If all the songs were that good, yes. But if that was the best song, and then it still had a, you know, Street Machines on it, I might have to revise. But yeah. So. Which is kind of funny because as I was researching the band, I saw that a lot of people really like Street Machine, and I'm like, wow, okay, you know, this is subjective, but man, not my favorite. It is kind of interesting. Because I know you love your angry music, and I don't think there's an angry bit at all in this album. No, and there doesn't necessarily have to be, because there's a lot of songs in this style yeah. that uh, are, you know, until like, um, gosh, maybe British Steel or Screaming for Vengeance. It's not like Judas Priest was releasing a whole lot of angry music, but I like most of their stuff. Yeah, I've never been able to really get into Judas Priest. And we may edit that part out because I think the fans will kill me if they knew that. Nah. <laughs> well, they'll figure not. it out when we do a Judas Priest album. Well, maybe I'd like it then. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I am going to say up front, it does kind of warm my soul that you at least really enjoy Starbreaker. Because I, I think I'd probably cry because I'm like, if you don't like Starbreaker, I don't I don't know what I can throw at you anymore that you would like from this year. Uh, I, I <laughs> We'd call it around. a wash. <laughs> I've walked around for like three days singing Starbreaker. So <laughs> I do wonder, though, and this is an aside more than anything, is because their their logo is essentially the logo for the Traveler RPG. And so they're probably going to need to change that for copyright issues if they make the, the step up to a, a larger label. True. And, you know, with Spotify today, and they may be banking on word of mouth and trying to get it across that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily know that they need to sign to another label to, uh, you know, gather attention. Because from the research I did and the, the things that people in their area of Canada are saying, they are great live. Um, I don't know if this is, and like I said, they're all in other bands. So I don't know if this is just a side project or if this is meant to become the new primary band. So, I mean, I think that as long as they are profitable at the where they're at, there's no reason for them to necessarily want to step up. But if I was, you know, the A&R guy for any of the metal labels, which, hey, if you're looking to hire somebody, metal labels, Nuclear Blast, uh, Roadrunner, any we're, of you guys, we're, we're, we can we'll take be it. persuaded to yeah. listen to music and tell you who you should sign and, and who you shouldn't. Um, but yeah, no, totally. I, I would, I would be willing to sign these guys to a, to 
three album deal. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, the potential in showing Starbreaker there alone is enough to warrant at least two, three albums. Because you typically see, I don't say market improvement over three albums, but you typically see for most bands improvement off their first album for at least the next two. And I feel like that's a safe gamble and you'd probably get your investment back in it. Yeah, I think so. Um, On the note about their logo, I think I'd be super sad if they had to change the album art for this album. I don't know. It's Well, not the um, art, just the logo. I, I can't see it being any different, though. I mean, it all seems to just suit together really well. Oh, well, I agree with that. I mean, I'm not disputing that. It's just, you know, there is a role-playing game called Traveler that has a logo that is incredibly similar to that. Um, so that's that's all I'm saying. Maybe they can work out a deal. They sell the so. role-playing game at their shows. <laughs> Maybe that's where they got the name from. Their fans yeah. of the RPG game. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Alrighty. So, um, but my dislikes are pretty much in the same vein as yours is that there is this step down from Starbreaker into the rest of the album. Um, yeah, I think that's about where I would sum it up. All right, then. So, what grade um, are you giving this? Make the people wait no more. Great. Am I giving it easy? An A. I'll give it a solid A. Do I think I'm going to throw an A plus? Maybe A minus. Yeah, we'll go with an A minus. A minus, okay. yeah. And if the whole album was Starbreaker quality, it'd be an A plus plus plus. But it does have its down points in Street Machine. Uh, Speed Queen kind of sticks out to me in my head. I think it has a catchy chorus. Right. Um. Yes, I think, and I don't necessarily like it, but I do prefer Speed Queen to Street Machines, um, just because I think the chorus is catchier. Yeah, and so I give it a minus with me definitely having an eye on these guys and looking towards whatever they decide to release in the future. They've they've got enough a lot of goodwill for me at the moment. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I like to think that I have good with the, I would. I'm definitely interested to hear what they do next. Um, as far as a grade, let me oh, think. Uh, I agree that, um, and I will say, even though we don't do song grades, I would give Starbreaker an A plus without a doubt. Um, the rest of the album, man, I do like Behind the Iron. Um, I'm going to go B minus. I kind of figured that's where you're going to put it at, considering our ranking system. Yeah. Because for you. One song really sticks out and everything else. But would you recommend this to a friend? Just kind of asking for my own personal care? Yeah, yeah. I would say people should listen to this. Okay. That's the that's where I'm. I was wanting to know because I've been like, we should listen to this album for a while. No, and I like I said, that that if you are a fan of classic metal or retro metal or whatever you want to call it, you should definitely give this a listen because you, it's entirely possible that you like it more than I did, but mm-hmm. um, I did enjoy it. I just got, you know, that first song is so good that it got my hopes up for the rest of the album and they just weren't met. Understandable. And I'm, I'm happy with your thoughts on this one. Didn't wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, I guess. Yeah. I feel like, uh, this one is so darling. I've kind of like, okay, maybe I can recommend a couple albums here or there just for Mr. Lindsay and see what he thinks. <laughs> but it's good to hear. Um, anything else we need to cover? 
No, I think we have traveled through this album and we can move on. What is our next destination? Our next destination is coming from a band with two people in it. And they're kind of gimmicky. Just going to put that out there. But the band is Sludge Esoteric Malacology. Talk about a fucking album title. Yeah. That will be our next album coming up. And it was from last year. All right. Looking forward to some sludge. Which, for the people out there, when we were deciding our Traveler and Biohazard, I was torn between this the next album coming up and Traveler, and I couldn't decide. And so we went ahead and seen what would come up on our randoms, and Sludge came up. So <laughs> I was super happy. I think as Lindsay can, Mr. Ben can attest to on our yes. when we did that. <laughs> Indeed he was. And we'll see how I feel about it next week. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in this week. Go listen to Starbreaker. Peace. Do it. <laughs>